Welcome to the Jordan and Kristen Rickard Show. The world is falling apart, but you don't have to. Join Jordan and Kristen as they discuss the challenges that face us in our decaying world every day. God has a plan for you to have victory and to be a light in the darkness. As the Bible says, those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Now, here's Jordan and Kristen. All right. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Jordan and Kristen Pray For You. Happy Monday. We hope you guys are having a great start to your week. We got a ton of prayer requests we're going to get to tonight in just a minute. But first, I want to give you my message. And I'm going to go back to what I used to call the darkness series, but what I'm going to start calling the overcoming darkness series, because it's not enough to just talk about darkness. Uh, I think the goal here, we already know darkness exists. The goal here has to be to overcome it. And tonight in particular, we're going to talk about overcoming pornography. Okay, now this is a a weird topic because it is very, very prevalent in our society. I've seen statistics that say, you know, close to 90, if not uh, even higher than that percent of of men in America have seen pornography. You know, you see these ridiculous statistics about tens of millions who, quote unquote, use it regularly. I love when they they, uh, use the word use as though it's like a tool or something. They use pornography. Right. Okay, uh, it, it is just prevalent and it's, you know, it, kids are starting younger and younger these days. In a lot of ways, it's actually worse than a drug addiction, because at least with a drug addiction, people generally don't grow their own drugs that you have to actually make an effort to go out and get it. But here, you know, you can just get pornography on your phone, you get it on, on your on your TV regularly on your Internet, you just type it in and it's there. And worse, worse, it gets imprinted into your brain. And it's just always there. So even when you close your eyes, you can just access it immediately. I mean, at least with like a drug addiction or alcohol, you have to get up and you have to have money and you have to go and get it. But here it's just on demand. And that's what makes it one of the toughest addictions and most resilient addictions to overcome. But the purpose of this message, and I might take a little bit longer than normal, but the purpose of this is to show you how to overcome it. Okay, and first I want to tell you, it is definitely something you want to overcome. And most people who really have porn addictions know that. I mean, maybe at the beginning you don't see it because the enemy only wants to show you the nice side of things. That This is the part where you're really kind of enjoying yourself. You're doing something you know you shouldn't be doing, but whatever, uh, you still enjoy it. But it gets to the point where it gets worse and worse and you find yourself trapped. And what you have to understand is when the Bible says who the sun sets free is free indeed – He's, he's not saying free to sin, but rather freedom from sin. Because when you really understand sin, okay, it's actually, it doesn't lead to a more enjoyable life. The, the Bible doesn't say you can have the Christian life or you can have the enjoyable life. It basically says you can have the Christian life, which is enjoyable and which is fulfilling, or you can have the other life, which is basically rotting and chaos and despair. And that's where all of this leads to, okay? With pornography, the main reason it leads to an unfulfilled life is it makes you incapable of real relationships because it conditions you to see people as a target. It con- it conditions you to see people as an object. And actually, side note, when you really understand that, you understand why it's so often linked to violence because violence and pornography are really the first cousins of one another. Both of them condition your brain to see people as targets, as obstacles to overcome, okay? So that's just kind of a side note. Now, I understand most people who get into pornography don't resort to violence, but, you know, then again, first of all, most people who smoke cigarettes don't develop lung cancer either. That doesn't mean there aren't other harmful effects. And one of the main harmful effects 
of, of pornography addiction is you can't love other people properly because you don't see them the way they're supposed to be seen. And then you can't love yourself properly because you start treating yourself like an object. Okay. That's why it's called self-abuse. First Corinthians 618 says, flee from sexual immorality. It says every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but sexual immorality is where a person sins against his own body. Okay. And the worst is that it's a, it's a self-abuse, not just, and I don't just mean with physical, physically gratifying yourself, but even what you're doing to your brain. And there's no shortage of literature on this and of scientific literature that shows that pornography actually rewires your brain, actually causes brain damage. Okay. And like other appetites, it can never be satisfied because the more you feed it, the more it grows and doesn't just grow in terms of the quantity it wants to ingest, but also the kind it wants to ingest, that it wants to get darker and darker. I remember when I was a prosecutor, we used to send people uh, like the sex offenders out to this uh, addiction a treatment facility. And I, I don't know, we did a lot of good there. And there was this one sex offender who was especially bad that he was so bad. They made him wear a red vest. Okay. At the sex offense place to distinguish him from everybody else. Okay. And, uh, th they gave this kid medications and, um, what he wound up doing was he said, because the medications were designed to sort of suppress his, his, uh, libido, shall we say his desire to, you know, abuse himself, he said he he determined to overcome the medications by thinking of darker and darker thoughts, okay, that the medications wouldn't override. And so we actually took somebody who was uh, a, a pretty bad sex offender in the first place and turned him into a, a, a violent sex offender who has, um, you know, violent ideations, okay? That's a pretty extreme example. But the point is, what you see with a pornography addiction, like any other addiction, is over time it grows and grows and it, 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 it almost has free reign to grow because it's something that's stuck in your brain. Again, alcohol is something you have to get. Drugs are something you have to get. Pornography implants itself in your brain. It rewires your brain and it actually causes brain damage. Okay, that's the bad news. Here's the good news. The good news is, believe it or not, okay, maybe you can't overcome this. Christ can overcome this because he already overcame this. Well, that's not right, George. He didn't overcome pornography. Actually, Hebrews 4.14 says, Jesus was tempted in all things, but sinned not. And that includes sexual sins. I'm not saying Jesus ever actually gave into that because he sinned not, but it said he was tempted in everything and sinned not. And Hebrews 2.18 says, and because he himself suffered when tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. All right. And here's the promise that comes from that. First Corinthians 10, 13 says, no temptation has overcome you. That is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. All right. So how do you do this? OK. And, and believe me, I'm not just one of these people who wants to throw a Bible verse at you and says and say, you know, just repeat this or whatever and and you'll be fine because this is. This is a battle you're in for. And the problem I think a lot of people have with overcoming pornography is maybe they can do it for a few minutes or a few days or whatever, but then they'll trip up and they'll, they'll think, oh, that didn't work. See, you know, maybe I, I, I resisted it for 48 hours or a week, but here I am again. That didn't work. No, if that happens, you have to get back up and you have to keep going. All right. So here's the solution. Here's the, it's, it's a few steps. All right. I'm going to take you through this. All right. And I'm going to go a little bit slowly so you get it because it's not any one thing. All right. But here you go. Step one, 
confess your sin. It doesn't have to be to somebody else, but 1 John 1, 9 says, if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and, here's the key, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If you have a pornography addiction, you need to be cleansed from that unrighteousness, and it starts with confessing your sins to God, okay? Just getting on your knees and saying, God, listen, here's what I've done. He already knows what you've done, but you got to say it so that he can lift it out of you. God, for years now, I've been looking at images I know I shouldn't have looked at. I, I, I watch movies I shouldn't watch. I go onto the computer and I see images I shouldn't see. And I, I start to look at people and instantly I'm thinking of the way I shouldn't think. God, I know this is wrong. I need you to come in full power and cleanse me from this sin. That's number one. Number two, pray. Matthew 26, 41. This is actually when Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane. What the heck does this have to do with pornography, you're wondering? Well, remember, he brings three disciples with them. And he's out praying because he's about to be crucified and they keep falling asleep. And, and Jesus says, you know, wake up. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. We remember that part. But actually, do you remember the sentence before then? He says, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. So it's not just praying that God cleanse you, okay, but also pray that you don't fall into temptation. It's actually part of the Lord's prayer, right? Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. So there's no substitute for confessing your sins, number one. And praying because this, your spirit might be willing, but you, you're still a human being and the flesh is weak. So you need to actively pray with God constantly. Number three, you have to resist the enemy. Okay. The Bible says resist the enemy and he will flee. But actually the first half of that sentence is submit yourselves to God, resist the enemy and he will flee. And so you have to, you have to tell God, listen, I can't do this by myself, but I give myself over to you. All right, I submit entirely to you. And then when the, when these thoughts come, listen, you got to either you got to shut your computer off and you got to take it one battle at a time. And if your computer's causing you problems, throw it out. Jesus says, if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out because it's better to be blind than to than to burn in hell. Well, I'm not saying to do that just yet. But listen, if it's a problem with your computer, you can get software to block that stuff. If it's a problem with your phone, same thing. You have to resist at all fronts because the enemy won't stop attacking. Okay? And it's not just resist. Next one, you need to replace. You need to, if you want, if you want to dig this thing out of you, okay, you're creating a vacuum that you have to fill with something else. So you have to replace it with the Holy Spirit. Galatians 5.16 says, but I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Okay, walking by the Spirit means every day waking up and doing the things I just said. It means reading the Word of God, getting yourself uh, uh, an app, for your phone or computer that takes you through the Bible. Uh, I prefer the through the word app. Okay. Every day I do 15 minutes of it. When stuff starts coming up, that's bad in your day, whatever it is, you know, you need to go back to that. There's no substitute for it. And I'm going to give you one more. Okay. Hate sin. We don't usually think of, of hating being a virtue, but actually the Bible says you should hate sin. Romans 12, nine says, let love be genuine, abhor what is evil, hold fast to what is good. And Psalm 97.10 says, Oh, you who love the Lord, hate evil, because he preserves the lives of his saints. He delivers them from the hands of the wicked. Okay? And so when you see that pornographic image, when you begin to have that thought in your mind, you have to learn to hate it. Hate what it does to you. And I'm going to give you one more thing here. I told you how it destroys your relationships with other people. It destroys your relationships with yourself. Okay? 
It also destroys your relationship with God. And restoring that relationship with God is critical. It's critical, okay, in order to overcome this. Now, here's the good news. God actually wants you to overcome this. Well, that was all good news too. But God wants you to overcome this, okay? He wants you to defeat this. He actually even wants you to pray for the people who you see in those images. That's part of the resisting, okay? When the Bible says resist the enemy and 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 he'll flee, it doesn't just mean crawl up into a shell and, and you know, take the enemy's shots. It means take the offensive. The gates of hell will not prevail against you, okay? Pray for those people in those images. Punish the enemy for showing those those images to you, okay? And work every day on drawing closer to the Lord. The Bible says, if you draw near to God, he is faithful to draw near to you. And that's really the key here to overcoming the flesh is that as you pull this other stuff out of your body to replace it with God, to submit to him and submitting to him says, God, I this was my body. I give this body to you for you to use it. Come inside of me, indwell in me, take over me and remove anything in me that doesn't belong here. And if you do that and you commit to it every day and even every hour and every minute, then you will, through the grace of God, overcome that pornography addiction and you're going to help other people overcome it too. That's my message for you today. That was so good, Jordan. That is so, so good. Not enough people talk about this topic. Um, And even in my opinion, admit that it's wrong in uh out in in church circles so that's the first thing and the way you laid it out with a practical plan like that so good so many thoughts running through my head i love the fact i mean like you said praying for those people people don't realize human trafficking there's a lot of people okay yes there may be some that choose to do this but there are a lot of people forced into this through human trafficking and beyond that uh, we need to pray, pray for all those people because that's somebody's mother, that's somebody's sister, that's someone's daughter. And like you said, objectifying versus um, is, is what ends up happening. We objectify those images. I um, So I have an interesting, I just thought an interesting uh, topic point, point of discussion. I think it's such a great platform and such a great place. Um, well, two things, actually. First of all, I always thought of it as a... a man problem, but until I read a statistic that something like one out of three women in any church in giving time have, have this issue. So I had no idea that that was even, um, I, I kind of, I guess that's kind of a sexist way to look at it, but I always just thought of it as a man problem until I realized that that definitely affects both genders. Um, but number two, I would say, what would you say to people? I mean, you have, you and I have such a great platform being single, uh, for such a long time in our adult lives. I mean, what would you say to someone? There's a lot of people who justify and say, well, look, you know, I'm a 30 something odd old, uh, man, or I'm, you know, you're, you're as a, I won't give away your age, but you can say it, but you know, I'm, I'm single. I don't have a girlfriend or a wife or whatever. And I am a man. Like, what would you say to those people of how, um, how would you approach that? Well, first of all, uh, if you're single and you're trying to get a girlfriend or wife that's worth having, okay, a, a great you should start by getting rid of that because no self-respecting woman wants to be with a man who emotionally is already cheating on her. Okay, so let's that's start right. with that. And yeah. you know you can get away with the emotional cheating for a little while, 
but you've already sown the seeds of your destruction. And maybe it doesn't happen immediately. Maybe it happens five years down the road, 10 years down the road, but you're always going to have those other people, those other images in between you. So you're not, you're not having a real relationship with your girlfriend or wife. It's a, a, a relate. That's what it is. A girlfriend and wife is not a trophy you put on the shelf. Okay. It's someone you have to relate to. And the, the Bible says for you actually to become one flesh. All right. You can't do that if there's, if you're already cheating on, uh, on that person. And, and so you're never going to have the intimacy with that person that you need. You're never going to have the intimacy with God that you need, or even, even yourself. And it's eventually just the relationship is destined to fail before it even begins. And if you want to be one of these, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say losers who, you know, uh, gets into later in life and they've never had any real relationships or all their relationships have failed, that's a great way to start. Now, look, if that's you right now, listen, God can heal you. He can restore the years the enemy has has stolen. Uh, but, you know, it, it, God can put you on the right track. But there's a, a saying that an ounce of prevention is worth more than a pound of the cure. And I'd rather just to use your example, be 30 years old and not need bailing out 20 years later after after I've gotten divorced, after I'm paying child support, after, you, you know, I've just missed the middle of my life. OK, and now I have to fight this addiction and now I have no self-respect. And, uh, you know, it's just better to avoid it in the first place than to need rescuing from it. So, listen, I gave this because I know a lot of people get into this trap and the church doesn't talk about it at all, which is right. absolutely amazing. It doesn't yeah. want to talk about anything dark. Um, and, and so I gave this because I want people to overcome it, but it's better never to get into it in the first place. That's right. That's right. And it's such a, I think it's such a great example. The fact of, you know, like I say, you can say as a 40, 41 year old male, I can say as a 31 year old woman, you don't have to do that. That's not something where that's just the enemy's lie for all these people who think that. So it's not just you have to do it. It's harmful to do it. It's like, Oh yeah, absolutely. Why should, why should I not take poison? The pill tastes good. It's like, okay, the pill might taste good, but I can find you other things you could be doing also. And you're rotting the inside of your body. And I got a separate topic, by the first way, if you just get your hair uh, other side, please off the microphone. Um, thank you. Love. It's just hard to hear. Um, you know, you and I at age 30 and 40 or whatever we are now, we're kind of at the point in our lives where we see today the effects of the damage that people started doing to themselves 10 or 20 years ago. I, I see people who got into drinking when they were teenagers and I look at them now and I think like, how are we the same age? You know, you look 15 years older than me. Same thing with drugs. And, and the, the same thing with, with pornography, it rots you from the inside. You can't ever be the same. You can't, you can't, you know, uh, have self-respect. You can't respect other people. They don't respect you either. I mean, if, if it's one of the most destructive things, it's, it's linked to so many different social disorders. It's, it's hard to count. And this isn't even me saying this as a Christian. I mean, you, right. can, Secular. Google, you can read any number of psychological studies in this. There's no shortage of literature on the subject that says nothing good comes out of this tiny short-term dosage that you're giving yourself, okay, mm-hmm. of, of what's really just a chemical reaction, the tiny thing, you're paying a huge long-term consequence. It affects everything from your mental health to your emotional health and to your physical health to your brain health, all right? It's it's one of the most harmful things you can do, and it, it, stops, it stops you from really uh, achieving all the things you should be achieving. It stops you from being happy in this life. It stops you from, from being healthy. If you just want to be a miserable, depressed wreck, who kind of, you know, goes through life, 
saying, well, you know, feeling sorry for yourself and feeling empty on si- inside, that this is a, a wonderful way to do it. That's right. That I love how you just laid that out there like that. That's that's just because that's what it is. So, yeah, great job. Awesome. Thank you, baby. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Can you whoops? Can you lead us uh, in in prayer real quick? Yes. Lord, we thank you. I I want to pray right now for every person who the enemy is trying to use their photographic memory to be a blockade from keeping them living in the freedom that God has meant them to have. For every person who feels shame and on tonight's discussion with pornography, whether that's those who have have participated in pornography and have those images in their head and just need you, Lord, to erase that, put your you we know you've forgiven them as soon as they repent, but need you, Lord, to come in and wipe their memory clean and give you you for you to give them your memory and remind them of who they are in you. Because the enemy wants to remind them of their past, but you want to remind them of their future. God. Well, and I also want to pray for those who have images in their mind and words in their ears that they hear over and over again, whether it's a person who has gone through some sort of abuse in childhood or as a teenager or as an adult or as a spouse or as whatever that is. If someone has things in their mind that are taking up mental real estate that shouldn't be there, God, or if someone's holding on to something that they feel like they just, it's finding it, it's harder to forgive. And they feel like they're assuming they're pl- a place that is not supposed to be, you know, they're not, they're not taking on your, the identity they have in Christ. They're assuming the plate, a place that the enemy has set out to make sure that they know that that is where, who they are. God, I pray for each person. I pray for all of us, God, Lord, your blood was spilled so that we could have the mind of Christ and the heart of Christ and the future that you've called us to have for anything that's taking up mental real estate that should not be there. In Jesus' name, break that, Lord. Break that. Break those images in our mind. Break those, those words. Break, break everything, God, that is not of you. I know we get listeners who say that they have, you know, even bad dreams at night or suggestions. Any suggestions, any vain imaginations, anything from the enemy, Lord. Break that and let your images use the imagination that you've given us, Lord, for your faith and your desires and your images to be imprinted on our heart and in our brains. May your images become our thoughts. May your thoughts become our thoughts. And may we conform to the mind of Christ. And anything that the enemy says whether it's pornography or something else for all of our, not I was going to say all of our teenagers out there, but all, all of our adults, all, people of all ages where the enemy just says, that's eh, too hard or, you know, you, you can't keep this up or, or, you know, whatever it is, God, help us to remember that you have a glorious plan for us and that there's nothing that's worth it 
that the enemy tries to tell us that will be better on the other side. Only what you have for us, only what's done for Christ will last. And we just take in, we soak in your presence, God, in every moment we have. Wash away all the sins and let you take over, God. Lord, just a, I pray for the media in this country, the filth and in, on, in this entire world, in the entertainment industry. I pray for those, those things that, that produce that, that produce the, the, just the, the horrible trash that's out there, Lord. In Jesus' name, I pray for those companies to dry up and become bankrupt and the companies that produce your love and your light to just grow and grow and grow. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You know, it's pretty uh, amazing for those of you at home who don't realize this, is sometimes I don't tell Kristen what my sermon's going to be about, and she's able to do a prayer like that just really because the Spirit is flowing directly through her. It's not like she prepared this. I, I go and prepare the message, but she's able to do this, and it's not through her own brilliance, although there's certainly that, but rather God simply flowing through her and... um downloading that prayer into her. So thank you so much for that, baby. You know, interesting. I've actually, as you know, I've thought about doing this sermon for a while. And every every night or every episode, I find an excuse not to do it. Like, oh, you'll mess it up or it's not going to be perfect or you got... And tonight, I'm glad I kind of overcame this, overcame that, and just Me too. gave it and let it happen. It was, so hopefully, it was wonderful. Hopefully someone got something out of that. Amen. Hey, Kristen, uh, you like praise reports, don't you? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like a valley girl over here uh yeah <laughs> well oh, good because i have one for you uh our friend vanji rabin who was with us in the early days of the show yes. you know, way back yonder says hi good day to both of you uh please pray for my exam on october 5th for ielts i don't know what that means but it says this is vanji rabin thank you and god bless both of you and thank you for your prayer to my husband for my husband peter rabin he is totally healed from COVID, and he's home now. Hallelujah. So for those who don't know, when we first met Vanji, her husband was in the hospital, afflicted with COVID, and he was like on death's door with no hope of recovery. He was not conscious. He was, I believe he was on a ventilator, wasn't he, Chris? Yes, he was. He was. And like the, the, the number of people who survived the ventilation itself is very slim. And, and so, you know, in the natural, this looked like a lost cause, and we not that Chris and I are so wonderful. It's not us, but we give glory to God that Amen. we prayed for him. God heard, heard our prayers and it step by step. It didn't happen instantly, but you know, we started to see progress instantly. And finally we're told that he's home. So God, we thank you for that. Uh, in Jesus name. I don't know what I E L T S is. Do you No, I have no idea. Let me see what that is. I E L T S. Oh, it's an English language testing system exam. So she's, I guess, oh. proficiency in English language. So awesome. Awesome. why don't you, Kristen, why don't you do this, love? On your prayer list, why don't we do like 10 at a time? Okay. okay. Pick, uh, start with Vanjie, pray for her test, pick like 10 people and just go. Okay. Lord, we pray for Vanjie. We're so grateful that her husband is home and healed. God, God that's a, a miracle. But we're not surprised at the same time because you are the God of miracles. So thank you for that, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Continue doing a wonderful work in their their marriage and make it a testimony. Just like, you know, blind Bartimaeus who was blind and then you healed his eyes and he came. You know, there's so many stories in the Bible. People come to Christ through through that. 
um, through those experiences and their testimony. So God, I just pray that many people will come to Christ through through them and through them as a couple. And we pray for Vanjie's studies, Lord. We pray that you would just um, give her the mind of Christ. And for healing, God, we got a lot of healing prayers tonight. We pray for Martin, who has brain cancer. God, after after uh, hearing the healing report of Vanjie's husband, it gives us a little bit of ammunition in the healing bank of prayer to say, Martin, in the name of Jesus, we pray over your body. We pray. I know someone someone asked for prayer for you on, on behalf of, of, of Martin. So God, I pray for his entire family and his friends, and I pray for Martin. In Jesus' name, God, there's nothing you can't do. In Jesus' name, heal Martin's brain, heal every part of his body, and that we order that cancer to die in the mighty name of Jesus. For David, David has prayer for his kidneys and allergies, and pray for my wife. She needs healing. Pray for my children and their studies. Well, you know what, David? Um, God, I, it's, it's a, I love how you say a kidney problem, an allergy. You know, in, in the natural, people would say, oh, an allergy. God, that's easy for God to heal. And a kidney problem, well, that's that's a little more difficult. But in the same, in God is the, the same God who heals the kidney problem and the allergy. So to God, healing allergies and kidneys, healing brain cancer is all the same. So we pray for you. We pray for your complete healing, a complete work that your kidneys and your allergies, you wouldn't even have the sniffles, that you would just be healed in the name of Jesus. For your wife, for he, her healing, we pray for the, the chain of sickness to be broken over your family, for your children as they study, and just your whole entire family, God. I just pray just your your blanket of protection over this family. Um, for Ref, we pray for he has pain on the left side from the shoulder down. In Jesus' name, we pray. Lord, I pray for all. I pray for his heart. I pray for everything to start working and functioning normally. I pray that this pain is not an indication of anything. And even if it is, that you that you totally heal that. In Jesus' name, God, we're, we're believing for big prayers to be answered and so that we can say, have big praise reports. In Jesus' name, we've got some ministry prayers. Rash Tire is says they're working in India. Pray for our organization. In Jesus' name, may many, many people come to know Christ through Rash Tire's organization. Jesus, we pray that you would just descend your spirit. We want the spirit of God, Lord. Lord, you know, we will overcome by the, the power and the and the word of our testimony. And we need the power of the Holy Spirit, Lord. I pray for the power of the Holy Spirit to fall in this organization and this whole world like never before. For Daniel, who also prays for his ministry in India. We got another India. Oh, India's, oh, uh, River of Life Assembly of God Church. Oh, that's wonderful. I'm, um, I, I am Assemblies of God. So that is wonderful, Daniel. We pray for the Holy Spirit to come over your church. And um, I I actually know what that church is. So in Jesus' name, we pray for River of Life Church. Um, We pray for India, all of India, which, God, you're doing a great, great work there. Um, And, Lord, we pray for Pastor Tahir, who says, pray for my ministry. In Jesus' name, we just pray, pray for Pastor Tahir's ministry, Lord, and that you would just... Just do renew revival, Lord, for all these people. We pray for revival. Um, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six. Um, Lord, we pray for Hemet. I'm not sure what country you're from, Hemet, but um, we pray for the country that you are from. I, I'm going to assume somewhere in the Middle East, but so we pray for all that region of the world, Lord, just for a huge revival to take place. 
Abdul wants a miracle breakthrough. In Jesus' name, we pray, Lord, you are the God. When we ask for things like this, God, we know that you hear, that you will listen, and you will answer, and you will deliver. So deliver that miracle breakthrough, and let Abdul just just speak to Abdul's heart, God, right now about what you want to do, something that would be um, that, that you want to do. Um, and then Jack is asking, uh, Jack said, there's a witchcraft spell against me since 2017. Living with pains, it disturbs my studies. I'm believing God will do miracles. Well, listen, Jack, if you are in Christ, I don't care what person, what person told you uh, that I don't care what witch doctor, what voodoo person, what, whatever the enemy tries to come against you, the God, God, God will crush Satan under your feet. God's protection is on you. If you are, you are hidden in Christ. If you are a Christian, you are hidden in Christ and you are not able to be touched. So that spell is broken in Jesus name. It is broken. And for you and all of your descendants. So in Jesus name, I pray Lord that you would just, just break any chain over Jack and his whole life. I pray even, uh, sometimes it's perceived chains. The enemy has us believing that there are chains that have already been broken. So we, we, we ask you, Lord, for your chains to be, to be, um, over Jack's life, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and self-control. Lord, we ask for you to be over his entire life. And for Yosef, it says, pray for my new church. Glory to God. That's amazing that they have a new church. Lord, we pray for many believers, many people to come to Christ and for just to flood in, flood in like the, like the, like Pentecost, Lord, just mighty wind, your mighty wind of your spirit, bring so many people to Christ in Jesus name. Amen. Thank you. My goodness. Good work. Thanks. <laughs> have your exercise bracelet on for that one. I know. I should, have, I should be doing that on this side. I'll get some exercise on the side. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let me go through a bunch here. Uh, let's see. Valentina Ramos, who just writes in now, says, please pray for my health. Pray for my kids. I have five. Pray for protection, guidance, and strength, and to rebuke all that is not for our highest good Lord, that you please put a shield around my thoughts, my mind, and my health. Pray for a family member who's in the hospital. Pray for his kidneys. Another one with kidneys, Kristen. Hmm. She also just writes, now I tend to get spiritual attacks. Please pray for me and my kids, uh, protection for my family. All right, we're going to pray for that, Valentina. David says, uh, praise the Lord. Please pray for my kidneys. Another one with kidneys and allergies. And for oh, yes. Spirit- Oh, you prayed for him? Yes. Yep. David, okay. we got Sorry, you. Dave, you don't get two prayers. <laughs> no, nope, delete. We will continue praying, David. Yes, I we'll love continue it. praying. Catherine says, please pray uh, for my, uh, I'm sick, please. Zlada says, hello, please pray for my marriage. My husband uh, from seven years and I are separated. I want to break this curse in the name of Jesus to gather again. <clears throat> Aklalu says, pray for the restoration of my marriage. Aruj writes in to us now and says, pray for my wedding and my visa. Evangelist Salim Bhatti says, please pray for me and my wife. Ravi says, pray for me and my family. Shazad and Shari both ask us to pray uh, for Pakistan, for the people in Pakistan, um, especially the oppressed Christian community. Uh, Shazad says they have no place of worship, and so they want a place to worship at. Aster asks that we pray for his uh, family and his son's studies. Death, Desharth says uh, he's poor and we request that we pray for his family. And Salim says, pray for my family. And Perry says, please pray for me. God bless you, sir. And as I'm doing this, 
Uh, Jelen Romo Walandre Dapo says, please pray for my family. And Dario Iguizabal says, please pray for my dad. He has a severe, probably means compression in his cervical vertebrae. He says oppression, but I think he means he's probably got a compressed uh, vertebrae there. And as long as I'm doing this, Lizelle Eklo says, please pray for my husband who works in a company that has 11 COVID infected people. Please pray for his protection. God, first of all, we thank you for all of these people. For every one of them, even though they gave us a myriad of prayer requests, we pray for total health for all of them and their loved ones. We pray you place a hedge of protection around all of these people. We pray that no weapon formed against them will prosper. We pray you break every curse over them, curses of sickness, curses of poverty, curses of failed relationships, curses of depression and anxiety. Even as Kristen brought up, uh, she said someone was suffering from witchcraft, curses of spiritual oppression, Father God. We pray for for their health. We pray for the, the health of Valentina and her whole family. We pray for protection of all those people. We rebuke uh, the sickness that Catherine's going through. We pray for the marriages of Zlata and Aklalu. We pray that the curse is broken. The enemy gets no glory out of what's going on there because we know, God, you're a God of separate. Uh, sorry, not a God of separation, but a God of restoration. And so in Jesus' name, we pray for total restoration of those situations. For Arouge, we pray for his wedding and the visa situation. And for Evangelist Salim, we pray for himself and his wife. We pray for Ravi's family. We pray for Shazad and all the good work he's doing in Pakistan, that his church will have somewhere to gather. We pray for Shari. We pray for all the poor, uh, oppressed Christians in Pakistan and elsewhere in the world. We pray for Aster. We pray for Aster's son and his studies. We pray for uh, Desharth, God. We pray that you, you just meet all of Desharth's needs and all of his family's needs. We pray for Salim's family as well. We pray you meet all of their names, needs. Father God, we pray for Perry. We lift him up to you. We lift all these people up to you, God. Let, let me not forget uh, Dario's father. We pray for his father in the hospital, God. We demand that his back be perfectly healed. We pray for Jelen's family. We pray protection for Lizelle's husband, who's in that company with people, have 11 people with COVID. We pray for those people with COVID in that company, that they're all healed and can't transmit the disease to anybody else. And uh, we thank you, God, that all of these prayers, that the prayers of the righteous person are powerful and effective. We join with all these people because you say we're at least two are gathered. So will you be also. So, God, thank you for gathering with us. Thank you for hearing our prayers. Thank you that your answers are yes and amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. I'm going to keep going here with some more prayers. Um, okay. Ten more prayers. I guess I'll finish off all these 13 more. Go ahead. Good? That's okay. fine. Um, for Nathasha, she asked for divine healing, breakthrough, and deliverance in me and my family. In Jesus' name, we, we pray for Nathasha's family and deliverance and healing. God, you are the God of divine intervention. So I just pray you come into that family, into their situation, God, and just intercede on their behalf. Selma prays for her daughter, Paula, for mental health. Amen. Jesus, you are the God of healing. And sometimes we leave out certain areas, like they're off limits, or we don't see them as spiritual real estate and territory. And like I just said about mental real estate, there's mental real estate. You've given us the mind of Christ. The enemy wants to try to come in and take in. We pray that Paula's mind would be all for Jesus. And anything that the enemy tries to come in with, 
Lord, we just pray that it would be replaced with your goodness and your love and all the fruits of the Spirit, Lord, and that you would just put a hedge of protection around her. Mawada says, I'm from Ethiopia. Pray for me that God helps my spiritual life and to marry my girlfriend and in every changes, a lack of money to celebrate and own a business. We need jobs. Moada, we, we are so, um, so glad that you are in the season of life, that you're ready to get married to your girlfriend. But we also pray. We know that you have a lot of, um, I, I can see that you are just kind of asking God for direction. And, and you're right to ask uh, for spiritual direction first before everything else, because everything flows from that. That is your source of a great godly marriage. So, Lord, we pray for Moada's spiritual life and for him and his girlfriend, Lord, to be just hidden in Christ and have a beautiful, beautiful marriage based on you and on your foundation. Lord, give them everything they need. Provide. Lord, you are a great provider. Provide for them. Let Give them a wonderful wedding. Give them a wonderful life and, and all of their needs, Lord. Make all their needs be met and give them purpose and in business and everything, Lord, that you have. Emmanuel needs financial breakthrough, marital settlements, and a good job. Lord, it sounds like Emmanuel wants just basically every area of his life. He's saying, Lord, I need you. So God, we just pray that you break through any barriers financially and with relationships and for um, his occupation, purpose that you have for his life, God. You have a wonderful purpose. I just pray that you come through, Lord, and show him, give him signs, give him wisdom, give him direction, Lord. Break through the spirit of poverty, break through lack, and just show him who you are, Lord, and just replace everything that has kind of gone off course with with your goodness, Lord, in his life. Uh, Here's another one, Pretty Joseph. Um, ask for a miracle job and God's mercy upon her family. Well, that is a great name. I love your name. So Lord, we pray for pretty Joseph. Lord, we pray for her, the job that you have for her and, and just, just your, your divine intervention again upon her family. Lord, we pray that you would guide her steps. Lord, you, each of these precious people who ask for this, Lord, you have a beautiful, unique plan for each one of these lives. There's not one life that you just say, oh, well, I'm not sure what to do with this one. Lord, no, you know them intimately and you know what you want them to do with their lives and you want to provide for them and you have detailed um, what you have for their purpose. So I pray for pretty Joseph. Stellar, another cool name, says, please pray for my family to deliver us, uh, God for, for God to deliver us from the curse by the enemies. We struggle to make ends meet and to st- sustain our daily livelihood. We have resources, properties, assets, and every time we plan something big, there will be a finance problem or hindering obstacles, and we are struggling. Thanks. In Jesus' name, Lord, thank you for um, just showing Stellar that it doesn't have to be this way, Lord, that that you say, commit your way to the Lord, and your the plans that you have will succeed. So we pray mm-hmm. that over Stellar and her entire family, God. We pray that they would have just really a stellar, um, a stellar existence in you that you would just break the plans of the enemy, all these obstacles, Lord, if there's something, if there's something under the surface that needs to be uncovered, if there's a wall there that's keeping them from the dynamic purpose you have, God, I pray that you would reveal that and dig it out just like a weed in a garden, Lord, and, and just come through for them in every single way. 
For Sahir and Saema, who ask again for a job, they are knocking, seeking and knocking, Lord. They're asking again, Lord. I pray for Sahir and Saema, Lord, that you would deliver. Lord, you are faithful to the promises you have made. Deliver for these precious people. And for Thea, Rose, Cosma, Mary, Robert, and Nikki, who all just say pray or pray for my family. God, you know these needs. You know these needs. Just because they say pray doesn't make them any less important just because they don't have any detail. God, we don't need to know. You know, and that's all that's important. So God, I just pray that you come down and rain down in Thea, Rose, Cosmo, Mary, Robert, and Nikki's life. You rain down on their finances. You rain down on their relationships. You rain down on their spiritual lives. You rain down on their purposes and their occupations and everything that you've given them, Lord, that you would rain down and make it just the perfect, make a way for them where there seems to be no way. Heal them totally mind, body, and spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Great job, baby. And let me just get through a couple more. It just came in, all right? All right. Valentina says I, she wants to break the cycle of generation for family for a better life for her children. That, I, we love praying against generational curses. So, yes. Valentina, we certainly pray that. And we know that the blood of Christ can totally will totally set your family free. By the way, for all the people we're praying for tonight, if you haven't accepted Christ, you really have to do that. And so, Kristen will get to that in just a moment. Yes. Yes. Amen. The, Season Nabil says, please pray for my family, although her real name is Sabita Nabil, says pray for her family. Father God, we pray you bless Sabita's family over there in Pakistan. Jelen says, please pray for my boss for complete healing because he's not feeling well. I think this is the same person who said that her husband, uh, I don't really know, I lost track. But anyway, we pray for Jelen's, we pray for Jelen's boss and we pray that he gets healed. Juanita Brock, ooh, says, please pray for my depression. It mm. leads to panic attacks. Mm. All right, I'll do my depression sermon on Wednesday, Juanita. I've been putting that one off, but I'll do that on Wednesday. And uh, Father God, we thank you for Juanita. We pray against this, what the Bible calls a spirit of heaviness. Yes. We pray against the spirit of sadness. We pray against yes. the spirit of even if it's self-pity or whatever. Yes. And the key to my message on Wednesday, when I get to it, I'll give you a brief uh, taste of it here, is to overcome depression, you have to replace it with thanksgiving and praise. Mm. Because depression is the opposite of thanksgiving. Depression is is misery. You have to replace misery with being thankful. And yes. You have to replace your, your pain with praise, joy. So God, we pray that you f- help fill Juanita with thankfulness and praise. And Juanita, we pray that you exercise it. Amen. We pray for Caesar Nabil again and Nabil Joseph. But Valentina says again, she wants to be released from a family curse to try that has a tries to have a hold on her. I was told I have a higher calling out of six siblings. Well, you do have a higher calling. And we pray, Valentina, in Jesus' name, we rebuke, we rebuke the curse of the enemy. Jesus was actually made a curse so we could be made a blessing. And so, God, we thank you for the blessing that is Valentina and and Caesar and Juanita. We pray again against that depression. We pray for Jelen. We pray for uh, Dario and all these under, other wonderful people who've joined us tonight. God, thank you that you're going to answer all their prayers, that you're meeting all of their needs. And, Father God, for all these people who we pray for tonight, we pray that first and foremost that they draw nearer to you and you draw nearer to them. Because we know that that's the beginning of answered prayer. 
In Jesus' yes. name, amen. Amen. All right. Amen. Most important part of the night is the love of my life over there, who one of the first things, by the way, she wanted to make sure about. She asked me a few things. She said, uh, number one, uh, do you like Disney? Because she's a big Disney fan. So I said, yes. Um, <laughs> and she wanted to make sure that uh, I would never cheat on her physically or emotionally. Let's just put it that way. And I can tell you to bring this full circle that if I was looking at pornography ever, much less regularly, a beautiful woman like that, and I mean beautiful on the outside and inside, would never be with with me. And so I'm just so grateful because the Bible says you can't be unevenly yoked. That's and right. I, I'm just so grateful that I have just, just been given this um, ridiculously amazing woman, and I thank you for it. So, baby, if you could just um, lead all these uh, people. Oh. Well, now everyone knows why. That's just the, the tip of the iceberg, why you're the best catch ever. So, oh, okay. Yes, George. Yeah. <laughs> That's a whole nother servant. <laughs> so, well, Jesus, Lord, we thank you. We thank you for what you've spoken to us tonight. And if um, if you have not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, uh, like Jordan said, that is the most important thing ever that you will ever do. So this is your opportunity. And all you have to do, it's really easy, is just follow after me. Dear Jesus, I admit that I have sinned. I ask you to come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I make you my Lord and Savior. And I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that, congratulations. You're a follower of Christ. Now, if you want to let us know, we'd love, we'd love to help you get started in your walk. So you can comment on the video or you can also send us a message so we can celebrate with you. Absolutely. All right, guys, that message took a lot out of me. Uh, you know, believe it or not, it, like to get fired up like that and to preach for 10 minutes straight, even though you're sitting in a chair, it does actually take a lot of energy, believe it or not. So, I know, so good. It was so good. Oh, thank you, love. Thank you. All right. Well, hopefully some people got set free because of that. Hey, guys, listen, thanks for joining us. I guess on Wednesday, I'll be preaching about overcoming depression, which is another serious topic. And between now and then, God will give me that message. So uh, hopefully you'll join us for that, even if it's not something you're going through. Uh, I guarantee you, you know someone who is, so it's an important thing. All right, guys, listen, thanks for joining us. Don't forget to please like and share the page. Um, We love you very much. Thank you for letting us be a part of your lives. We'll see you Wednesday night, 730 Eastern Standard Time. In the meantime, as always, be blessed and be a blessing. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to follow Jordan and Kristen Ministries on Facebook, YouTube, and iTunes. And remember to tune in next week and every week on Tuesdays at 845 on WMCA The Mission, AM 570 and FM 102.3. Amazing grace.